the first half, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne! I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh! I love it, baby! Them orange britches! Something about them orange britches! Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. McGrath for the win. He got it. If you don't like college football, and you watch this one, I'm not sure what your problem is. Rid it did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, October 15th. Your Tennessee Volunteers, they grinded out. They found a way to win. They didn't just find a way to win. They found a way to cover. Oh, yeah. They found a way. <clears throat> you love to see it. Maybe not during the game. Some of you might have been like me. Heart rates are a little high uh, and troubling. You know, you're you're thinking about calling paramedics like I was to Section L. Um, but no, it was all in all, man. It's a great day to be a volunteer. Yeah, I heard it was pretty loud there. Um, I don't know what Gary Danielson thought, but uh, I definitely thought it was pretty loud. Um, I, I don't know if uh, they're having that same kind of um, noise in Starfield, Mississippi, or um oxford well, they or, do have cowbells yeah yeah can you i don't think you can have noisemakers right Is that there's true? an exception for mississippi state they're not allowed to do them during the play but i'm sure that's yeah that seems like a cheating to me um can i be honest i don't like care it? i just yeah. don't care it's mississippi state i don't yeah care. yeah i mean we're still louder forget, than they are with i forget they cowbells. exist yeah don't care yeah um yeah, I, I thought the the atmosphere is pretty good. You know, just you know, it's nothing. Part? It's nothing special. Quote that like last night was incredible. Great environment. Shout out to Vols. <coughs> but we can do better. I'll put. I'll say it. We can do better. Okay. And I, I mean, I think I think there's some blame to go along. You know, to the guys on the field. You gotta you gotta seize momentum every once in a while. We were ready to explode. Shout out to D Williams. D. Williams is like, I want to hear this crowd get real loud. And he went and did it himself. He downed a punt at the one and then said, all right, I'll score if nobody else will. Yeah, he did that um, Thanos. Fine, I'll do it yeah. myself. Um, yeah, so he – he D, shout out to D. Williams. He, he got the crowd. Everybody kind of called that. <clears throat> well, as soon I as they were but, backed up, they're, it was just like – I told my dad, I was like, hey, he's popping this up to get it off, and it's – if he catches it, it's it's coming back to that. See, house. that's one thing I was worried about is his punts have been so short. I was worried we wouldn't he wouldn't be able to return it. Mm -hmm. And so I was yelling, go after it. And then as soon as like the ball was snapped, I was like, go after it. I was like, wait, no, set up. Yeah. <laughs> no, block everyone. Hold was, grab them. Do something. The, the punter's best punt was that one. <laughs> and, and D. Williams house called it. I mean, maybe his best, but man, that dude sucked last night. Yeah, he was horrible. Um, he couldn't get lined up correctly. Yeah, rough night for him. Hey, so, yeah, but but shout out to D. Williams, and also might be a hot take. Don't care. I'll say it. We should check her kneeling every week. It's freaking gorgeous. It's awesome. 
It's beautiful, man. You can call it a gimmick if you want. You can also S my D if you want because that thing's awesome. Yeah, it comes from a guy who said he wasn't wearing white. I'm not wearing it four years in a row. <laughs> you wore it. I wore an orange hat in protest. The only thing that will be seen in the pictures is my You You wore white. But I'll say that I'll join Dan because I'm a Vol fan. Yeah. I Just switch them. Just switch them. That's all I'll say. Every game, every other game we switch. We check her every week. And we switch it. But, no, it's gorgeous. The the uh, overhead. Danny Wyatt tells this man to wear white. He's wearing white. Sounds racist to me. You do it. It was gray. It had gray, a lot of gray in it. It was, it was light. It was gray. Um, no, it's beautiful, though, man. I love it. There's not, there's orange out and, and checker kneeling. Those should be our only options from now on. We're doing one of those every game. Yeah, I love the uh, the people who like don't get the memo um, that wear like a black shirt. It's like, eh, I think that was last week, but there's a lot of black. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, it's not that cold. Like, we don't have to wear jackets yet. I guess Actually, to a funeral. I guess an yeah. offensive funeral because that's yeah, that was game was. I, I loved uh, Heupel's comments about um, you know this being like 1985. I was like, yeah, you know this. This this wasn't this wasn't one for the the record books or anything. Um, I also like that he said he almost effed it up. He did. Wasn't well. All right. Well, we got a lot to do, but I guess we needed to jump into that game. But before we do that, I've got a couple things I need to need to shout out. First one before before we get into our title sponsor and, and we talk about that, I want to give a shout out one more time. I mean, probably not one more time, but for the sake of what I'm saying, one more time to Austin White. Sponsored a great tailgate yesterday. If you weren't there, hate that for you. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. We're high. Shout out to him for putting that on. We love it. We appreciate him. Yeah, just Always. a big dude. Um, Kentucky fan that listens to the pod. I mean, you can't find a better guy than that. So Shout out to Matt Jones for being the best radio host in Kentucky and, and sucking so much he can't even listen to you. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> Bringing us listeners. We love it. Um, but, yeah, love it. Shout out to him. If you need, listen, home buying, home selling, whatever you're doing, go find him. Yeah. Yeah, it does a great job. He was my realtor um, and uh, wouldn't have it any other way. So, love the guy. And, uh, yeah, he paid me a lot to say that. So, appreciate that. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, let's get into the show before we do that, though. Let me tell you guys who helped put on this show. It's Underdog. Underdog is Knoxville's best sports collectible store with a wide selection of UT cards, autographs, and memorabilia. Whether you're looking for a Peyton Manning autographed helmet or the most recent Topps baseball card release, you'll find it at Underdog. The shop is owned by UT graduates and proudly supports UT sports by hosting NIL events throughout the year. Stop by the 640 Plaza at 4452 Western Avenue in Knoxville. Open six days a week with live YouTube shows three nights per week. Remember, always bet on the Underdog. Shout out to Underdog Collectibles. All right. Speaking of Underdog. I mean, everybody like there was a lot of people last night that everybody wanted to run out of town that that showed out in a big way. Jackson Ross, number one, first game, everybody's like, this guy can't do anything. Um, he's left footed. He actually had a lot of good punts right footed. That one down at the one was a was a right footed punt. Yeah. Um, but I stand by my comments. He's left footed. <laughs> uh Willie Martinez, secondary looking good, better and better each week. Uh Tim Banks. Last year, everybody was like, I mean, does this guy even, like, call anything? Like, what, what is what is going on? Um, and Kamal Haddon. Kamal Haddon's your best player in the secondary. Yeah. 
And if yeah, you I mean, disagree, you're you're a moron and you don't know what you're talking about because he's he's your best cover guy in the back end there. And, and he has close. he has been for he's been by far and away your best for two games in a row now. Mm-hmm. Um he's been consistently one of your better ones all season now. Yep. Um he has he's proven me wrong personally. I still the people that I that's the problem. We get in I get into this devil's advocate, well, not even devil's advocate, but now that he's playing really good football, people want to pretend that he's always played really good football, and that pisses me off. Um, but he has proven a lot of people wrong, yeah. point blank. Yeah, and I think uh, Gabe Judy Lally talked about, like, I mean, he just kind of puts his head down and, and goes to work. And, you know, the, I think there was a big kind of come-to-Jesus moment in the offseason. I, I don't – I mean, I assume so, because he's he's turned it around and proven people wrong. Other than that, you know, tackle or lack thereof against Florida um, – Dude's played pretty lights out this season. Yeah, he, he's played really well. Um, had a lot of big plays. And that's another guy that's maybe, I'm hoping, kind of on a similar trajectory as Kamal Haddon, Gabe Judy Lally. Um, I didn't think played close to his best game yesterday, but he did come up with an interception. And uh, upon rewatch, he had he had two pretty big pass breakups. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I, I thought he played – yeah, probably not his best. I, he, he was getting I, picked on a little bit. Yeah, unfortunately the think, game, But tightened up his coverage a little bit and – I ended up having a pretty decent game. Yeah, unfortunately, I think he he does um, benefit. You know, I talked about this after with you. It's like I think Kamal Haddon benefits a little bit um, having a guy across from him that's going to get picked on. Judy uh, Gabe Judy Lally is is um, you know getting the short end of the stick having a guy really good across from him that no one wants to go to right now. So he's going to get the ball thrown his way a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, going to quote unquote get picked on whether you you know if that's the right terminology or not for a guy who played pretty good yesterday. Um, that's kind of what it is. Um, and I mean. We can um, kind of looking at the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I think a lot of people want to look at Max Johnson's yards and, and just say he played far and away better than Joe Milton right off the rip. But um, yeah, check that QBR. Check check his uh, check the percentage. Um, and, and I mean, shout out to the defensive line disruptions. Twenty five QB rushes. They 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 had pressure on twenty five of his thirty four pass attempts. I think and, they hit him sixteen times with thirty four attempts. And, and Max and, and I want to clarify something too. A and M fans are probably upset with the way Max Johnson played. He's not the better of your two quarterbacks, but there's not a lot of quarterbacks that could have done some of the um, improvisation that Max Johnson did. He avoided two or three sacks getting rid of the ball. Um, he, he did a good job trying to keep plays alive, trying to be patient and. Tennessee's defensive line just wreaked havoc, man. Um, t- CBS doesn't want to give credit to Tennessee secondary and, and say that they wouldn't let the ball go to Anaya Smith. He had one target. Yeah. They, they didn't – Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher didn't just decide to stop throwing to their best receiver. Well, Yeah, Max Johnson was running from his life, and you, you just said that he's probably not your, your better of the two quarterbacks – Connor Wegman gets killed in that game because yeah. he can't he can't move. Yeah, Max he, Johnson is is at least elusive, so he was able to to you know get out of the pocket at times and and try to make plays down the field. And at times he was able to do that, but I mean he was running for his life. Yeah, and I mean it's hard to do a lot when you're under that kind of pressure, and, and he thankfully wasn't able to do much of anything. Um, he did score a touchdown with his feet early on in the game, first drive of the game, actually. Only offensive, uh, only touchdown on the day. Um, so, again, shout out to Tennessee's defense. And, and then 
man, I, as disappointing as that um, that drive after Tennessee's punt return for a touchdown was, it was massive for the defense to only give up three there rather than six. Um, so stand up to them for kind of that bend don't break mentality, but they did have to get right back on the field after. I know they only played three snaps, but you're still having to go right back out there and uh, it's a whole different drive. It's it's just a little bit of different mentality. And um, but they they they're able to hold him to three, which is obviously very crucial to this final score. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking this week, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead of this one. Um, but looking at next week a little bit, you know, that Tennessee defensive line and Alabama's defensive line, that's gonna be we might be looking at another twenty to thirteen game um <laughs> yeah. in Tuscaloosa next week because but but Tennessee's I mean that defensive line is Incredible, and they That's didn't nasty. even have one of their best guys in Omar Norman lot. Um, but Karat Garland, you know, on that fourth down, he absolutely blew up the center, yeah. um, which stepped on. It looked that like was very... that was Bryson Easton. He he got the guard. The guard oh, okay. stepped on his foot. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, well, Karat Garland played well. Bryson Easton, Amari yeah. Thomas, all those guys um, were were disruptive and uh, made things hard on that offensive line and. I mean, they rushed 54 yards, and then, you know, they got 223 through the air, but it was the probably the hardest Max Johnson has ever thrown for 223 in his life. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, they were all over the broadcast. They were saying, you just you just run the ball with the quarterback there. It was fourth and one, and it wasn't inches. It was a, it was a fourth and one, true fourth and one. Their, their guards got absolutely blown up. I don't yeah. think it mattered what you ran there. They had a better yeah. chance of handing it off. Yeah, maybe they ended up having like a butt fumble or something from that. Yeah. They ran it right up the center's butt. Yeah. Um, I mean, he – he that was – Jonathan had looked away or something. He's like, what happened? What happened? I was like, oh, he, he stumbled, but he, he didn't fumble. <laughs> he got the ball back, though. <laughs> it was very uh, Clint Storner-esque. Yeah. yeah. Um, and kind of talking about two A&Ms. Well, that, that's – we talked about, I think, Kind of something had to give between these uh, as good as AM's defensive line is, too. You talked about the battle that's going to be next week. That was kind of the battle this week. Obviously, two units that don't play each other, but who's going to quote unquote play better? Texas AM, one of the better defensive fronts in the country, played probably the best, people would say, played really well. But Tennessee rushed for 232 yards. They got their fair share of negative plays, especially on the passing end of things. But even in the rushing game, they got their fair share of negative plays. They played good, but man, it's going to be tough for a lot of teams to stifle Tennessee's rushing attack. Yeah. I mean, especially when Jalen Wright is just playing, he's he's playing like a dog. He's a dog. Yeah, almost tripled their uh, season average for rushing yards yeah. um, with that AM defensive front. I mean, that's, that's all we heard about, right? Was, you know, is Tennessee going to be able to run the ball? You know, th- this is going to be one in the trenches. Tennessee dominated in the trenches. That yeah. offensive line, stand up. I mean, my right. God. And figure out how to do it in the passing game. But, yeah, stand up for your rushing. Yeah. <laughs> your, your rushing protections. Yeah, I, and they got to clean up some penalties, too. Um, right. You know, Ollie Lane didn't have a great game at all. Um, there was and, also some soft, soft ass holding calls. That one that Jalen Wright, I think, got a first down or close to a first down that was called on uh, um, Callan Castles. Oh, yeah. He's got him for a split second. That doesn't get called very often. Is it a hold? Sure. Like, sure. But AM didn't get called for that. Tennessee didn't get called for that every time. Yeah, when you're engaged and the defender just like falls backwards and like you're still holding on to the jersey, that shouldn't be a holding call. Yeah. I mean, he had him as soon as like 
they I guess they expect you to let go as soon as that guy's able to get away. He lets go as fast as he can. Mm-hmm. And it's it was soft. It was soft. And, and and they let a lot of stuff go. So I was shocked. They also, I mean, they did call a lot of penalties, but and I okay. No, I'm sorry. I was gonna give some uh, there's two there's two referees on that field that are that are verified scumbags. Those side judges, scumbags. Back judge had to bail one of the scumbags out of a call that he refused to throw a penalty. In fact, he came in and tried to call it uncatchable. Scumbag. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Cheater, scumbag. Yeah, I mean, the it's been that like that all year. I mean, officiating is horrible. Yeah. And, like, it it wasn't just Tennessee. Like, Tennessee it got wasn't. away with a pass interference in the end zone. Like, they bumped him and um, before the ball got there. And, yeah, of course, Texas A&M, you know, Jimbo was – to the numbers trying to get a penalty. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they they miss stuff on both sides of the ball. Obviously, we've seen the face mask penalty because CBS just wants to point that one out, but not everything else. Uh, and, and Tyler Barron's face mask, he gets the crap held out of him. His jersey's being ripped off. It's face mask on Tyler Barron, 100%, but he also got the crap held out of him. Yeah. I mean, there's just – and I know there's not going to – you're not going to see holding called every player. You would see it literally called every single play. But it's just frustrating that on plays where we're getting penalties called when when they are coming out, there's just obvious missed. And that holding call, I didn't think it was holding in real time upon rewatch. You just gave you out. You can't pull the jersey. Like that's where it's going to get caught. You can't pull the jersey. Yeah. So I thought yeah. it was bad in real time. wasn't as bad, and because you just can't do that. But yeah, just got to clean some stuff up. Um, again. When you win twenty to thirteen, it's not going to be perfect. No, um, but a win is a win is a win is a win. Um, and, and there there are a lot of positives from this game. And, and I know a lot of people want to dog Josh Heupel. Don't think it was his best performance as a coach at Tennessee. He but, admitted that too. <laughs> yeah, but credit to the staff as a whole that when they realized where they were going to win this game on the defensive side of the ball, that's when Tennessee slowed it down. The, for two quarters, Tennessee did not snap the ball. Out uh, above ten seconds left in the play clock, they milked it. They kept their defense off the field, and they, even when they were down, like they knew where they were going to win it, and and they they committed to that and went and that, like that's how they got the win was their defense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could have probably, I mean, you rushed ball well. You did. I mean that that was insane. Jalen Wright is a dog, and I, I know the Heisman is you know maybe far fetched, but. Unfortunately, but it's also because he has two dudes with him as well, right? But I mean, there's not, there's not a better running back that I've seen so far this season. No, I mean that. All again, all we talked, all everybody talked about was Texas A&M's defensive front. Guy averaged seven yards per carry, and his his long was twenty three yards. It wasn't like he had a seventy five yard touchdown in there. Right. No, it was grinded out first down first down move the freaking chains it's even more fun on rewatch he's patient he's quick it's fun it's a fun and rewatch d- and dude like he's it's not just like everything's wide open like he's breaking tackles and falling forward um he's, getting those he's, extra yards yeah he's cutting it back credit again to the texas AM defensive line they played really good they took away a lot and jabari small was really good at it too that finding those holes and, and gaps in the backfield and, and making something out of what looks like it's going to be nothing yeah, uh, we have a question here from Trey. Did Tennessee fire Jim, Jimbo Fisher yesterday? I think it's pretty clear they're not going to get off 
they they owe a lot. They owe them a lot of money, and I think they're saying we might as well pay you to coach than not coach. So. Yeah. He did say, "Did Tennessee fire Jimbo Fisher?" Yeah, sure. I think he's saying is that loss got him fired. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, that makes more sense. I'm an idiot. <laughs> yes, I don't think they're gonna fire me anytime soon. No, no, especially like there's got to be some uglier losses. Yeah, who else are you going to get in here that can work with Bobby Petrino? I mean, obviously it's not working. Uh, they may be okay with firing Bobby Petrino at this point. <laughs> yeah, that, they run, That's another thing. Oh, they, so defense, they hired him to be the fall guy. Yeah, they 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 Got it. they held Texas A and M to fifty four yards rushing. That's not a bad rushing team. No, and they held him to fifty four yards. Tennessee's defense, damn good. They are. Never thought I would have said that. I'll be honest. Well, I mean, I Josh knew they'd Heupel, be improved this year, but I never thought I'd say that. Did you hear see the video of Josh Heupel and his daughter? Yeah, he's. Uh, I can't remember who he says it to, but yeah, like whoever that guy is that he's standing off, he's like, yeah, I almost that up. <laughs> he, well, he, he talked to his daughter. He was like, you've never seen that in your lifetime, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Josh Heupel's daughter does not watch Big Ten football. Verified. Yeah. Don't blame her. Um, yeah, we might get an official invite to the Big Ten after this week. I'll hear him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's what's that payday? What, do you guys want to get on CBS for another ten years? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, also, I told Landon this before. Just while we're calling out CBS, poor Gary Danielson. Um, he might have had a stroke. I mean, he couldn't get anybody's numbers right, anybody's positions right. He struggled in the booth yesterday. Um, to Brad Nessler, it does matter if the person downing a punt is it, it does matter if his foot is in the end zone because if his foot's in the end zone it's an automatic touchback no matter where the ball's at he has to it doesn't matter if he stepped in the end zone as long as he reestablishes himself that's what you were going for that you poorly explained it does matter read a rule book or you know those officials that you bring in to verify that the officials are right just bring him in and he'll explain it to you yeah he gave he gave Gabe Judy Lolly like uh a different name. What do you, what do you say? Gabe Judy Ali. Yeah, yeah. Gabe Judy yeah. Ali. Yeah. Muhammad Ali's famously Muhammad <clears throat> Ali's son. Yeah. Gave him a, a different religion in the process yeah. too. So shout out. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. That's a, it, it might have, I, I'll have to go back and clip maybe some of my favorites of that. Uh, but Brad Nessler going on for three minutes and explaining a rule incorrectly was, was one of my favorites. Also incredible that he did not step in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, that much. I mean, and, incredi- like, and incredible for them to spot the ball almost at the one yard line. Do we think D. Williams is two feet wide? Yeah, two and a half feet wide. Probably not. I don't think so either. Yeah. So I'm that means if his, if, his, are, but if his foot's almost on runs, the, yeah, yeah, if his if his foot's almost on the goal line, he catches it there. We're talking half yard at best. Mm-hmm. So are are we thinking? D, so D Williams basically like gave himself an assist for a touchdown. Correct. Correct. Okay. Uh, he is a hockey assist. He 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 passed first. Defense passed second. Back to D. Okay. So yeah. pass to assist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To get that teammate great yeah. up. So he got bit. he got uh, uh three points for that. Okay. In hockey. Yeah. You um, get a point for an assist in hockey. Also, the Kamal Haddon 
pass deflection on third down was huge. was huge in that too. Yeah, huge. Uh, and that was the one I was thinking of earlier that I was like, that was Gabe Judelali that had a big one on third down. His was on Kamal's was on. Yeah, Kamal's was on third down as well. Yeah. Um, but Gabe Judelali had a huge one on on a second down that I think kept him at third. It made it third and eighteen. Yeah, I just think that defensive front just sets the tone, and then everybody else follows. Um, and last year, it, you just didn't have that. You didn't have – I know Byron Young was really good, um, but it just didn't – it didn't have the same kind of impact that James Pierce and Tyler Barron and Amari Thomas uh, are having right now on that whole entire defense. Yeah, and Tyler Barron played really well, not only coming off the edge – in that little cheetah package that we bring in on third down. And for some reason, take Amari Thomas off the field. I won't get too much into that, but for some reason, we bring him off the field. But Tyler Barron played really well on the inside too, on mm-hmm. those on those third down packages. Um, he was partially responsible for that non-Roman Harrison sack. Uh, he makes Max Johnson step right up into that, and Roman Harrison just bullied the right tackle. Yeah. Um, and then James Pierce, I mean, he dominates tackles. In any form or fashion. Yeah. He'll bend around you. He might swim move you. Or he'll just bully you. you yeah, can. or just throw you over with one arm. Yeah. Um, and make you hold him. Keep around. You choose your demise, and James Pierce will give it to you. Yeah. I mean, that one, he didn't even touch Max Johnson. He just shoved the freaking tackle into him yeah. and knocked him over. Yeah. When, what's the pro fo- – how, how have we not gotten a pro football focus grade for him? Also, speaking of which, um, let me uh, let's see what this was again. I do have some pro football focus updates for you. God bless. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna block you. <laughs> no, no, no. This is actually like I'm giving them credit for this one. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So Max Johnson was pressured 25 of 35 dropbacks and hit 11 times. Um, their highest grade for an offensive lineman yesterday was 59.8, and it was their right guard. Mm. So. Their overall pass block grade was 21.6. Tough wow. day for t- tough day for the Aggies. Yeah. Um, also, kind of a little fun stat that got thrown out in the game. Texas A&M defense hadn't been credited with a holding for 10 quarters. And then you step inside the friendly confines of Neyland Stadium, and those SEC refs are like, hold, 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 oh, yeah. and hold. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. They only get held in Neyland, which, guys, I'm not disagreeing that a lot of those are holding. It's just, you're telling me they didn't get held for 10 quarters? Come on. Yeah. Which maybe they just, maybe to their credit, they didn't give anybody time to hold them. <laughs> People are getting sacked before holds. Yeah. They weren't even getting off the line of scrimmage. Right. So, um, that's a that's another little fun tidbit for you there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just think this is a kind of a team effort. Um, and I know the passing game isn't great, wasn't great. I don't know if it'll ever be great. Um, how dumb How dumb of Joe Milton, though, to throw that to Squirrel White right there? I mean, if he throws that anywhere else in the field, he doesn't slip, and it doesn't hit him right on the chest in the ground. So that's on Joe. Brad Nessler said that was an inaccurate pass. I just want to clear that up, too. <laughs> As well as someone in Section L, booed Joe Milton after that. Yeah, I saw a lot of people with the the Nico stuff, and 
I mean, number one, you're not going to have a freshman quarterback start his first game in Tuscaloosa. And if you do, I have concerns for Josh Heupel. Yeah. I'll say that. And I, and I think I'm not happy with Joe Milton's play. I think he can improve in a lot of areas. I mean, he puts you behind the eight ball early in the game when it's a free play, which means if he fumbles or something happens there, no big deal. And instead of going and getting the first down, he makes us have to snap at third and three. And it was a bad call by Josh Heupel on third and three. Yeah. But you got to give yourself a chance at a first down. Yeah, his um, there. his football IQ just isn't where I where you want it to be as as a college football player, but also as a six year college football player, right. especially. Right. Um, um, that that interception, you know, we said it after South Carolina. It's like you know, if it happens once, you kind of forget it. It just happened a second time, and and that's tough. And I, I don't mind that throw. If it's thrown high, where only McAllen Castles can catch it. If you miss it to McAllen Castles high, I'm going, hey, no sweat. It's in the back of the end zone. Give himself a chance to make a play. But you didn't. You didn't give him any chance to make a play. In fact, and you threw it right to an AM player. Yeah. And that, so that's, that's two that he's had where he just like doesn't even look at the safety. Yeah. Um, and that just can't happen. I mean, you're five and one right now, so it's hard. It would be hard for me to make a quarterback change. Um, but if you know Joe Milton loses you that game, I think there might be a different conversation. Right. At least getting Nico more reps. Um, yeah. Because to and, this and point, he hasn't gotten any. Yeah, and that's why I'm I'm a little confused about the automatic call to to the bullpen there. Um, people are saying it so confidently. So that's weird, but yeah, I think, I mean, I think, and Joe, I mean, Joe and the entire offense almost lost this game. You talk about the penalties when Gabe Julio returns it down to the six yard line, you got to find it. If you get seven there, it's over. It's comfortably over. But there's, there's that beautiful Tennessee football that just can't be easy. Hey, but at least they, they won this one. A lot of times that one goes over. We, we do and they lose. That was a big takeaway from a lot of people last night. Is like those are games that you know a couple years ago we lose. Yeah, Tennessee finds a way from you know from the they find a way to climb back to the depths of despair, and then they didn't allow that to happen. And I mean, a lot of that is credit to this this defense that just would not let up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, credit to that. Um, I mean, I don't know how long we're we're gonna have Tim Banks or Rodney Gardner, but I uh, I throw the bank at him. Danny White, it's on you forever. Yeah, you pay them whatever amount of money, and, and it, it does it does suck. Um, and, and I'm not trying to just harp on Joe because that that's not really my intention. But Tennessee right now is really good quarterback play away from being like a national championship contender like well honestly. i think more than that though because you have Mel keaton dropping balls yeah you have Mel keaton stopping when joe throws absolute dimes on mm-hmm. really tough corner outs yeah so i mean there's there's more to, to do about you know to you it's have, not just on joe but now you have chaz nimrod and thankfully we get a, an espn classic that bounces into the mccallan castle's hands but you know, we're complaining about corner or uh, slant routes being behind. Well, if he hits them in the chest, they don't catch it either. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there there was definitely some – the the wide receivers haven't been good. And, and I think your best one, kind of your leader of that group, is is out for the year. Um, 
But yeah, just Ramel Keaton, I don't know if he just needs to go back to number 80, but uh, number nine just hasn't been <laughs> no. great for him this season. No, and it sucks because you know what he has in him. Like that corner route last year, if it is a little, you know, they on the broadcast they said it was overthrown. Ramel pulls up for whatever reason. Um, but if it is a little overthrown, Ramel Keaton made that catch last year. Yeah. He might not score a touchdown because it's a little overthrown, but he makes the catch. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you got to – like, that's the thing is – and Joe still has a lot. I'm not even just talking about throwing, but the dude can play. That freaking seed to squirrel, there's not a lot of quarterbacks in the country that can make that throw. Over a backer, perfect where squirrel can even catch it in bounds. Well, he was tr- trying to go deep, and he pump fakes, and Squirrel comes back and, and hits him. So that was yeah, Well, I mean, I think Squirrel sat down in the right area. He couldn't have gone deep. I mean, he wouldn't have been able to throw it to him. I know, but he yeah. – so Joe pumped like right. he was about to throw it, and, and Squirrel came yeah. back. So, yeah, it turned out to be a really good really good throw, really good play. But there's just too many bad plays. Like, it's just – There are. The, he, run, he, like, finally runs over somebody, and then, the, like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, here we go. And then the next play, he throws a pick right to somebody in the chest in the end zone. I said it today. I think he plays bad when he looks like he has swagger. We need him to not look like he has swagger. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know. There's just not – I think it's kind of obvious that there's there's not a lot of confidence in him with a play call. And I think that's what makes the play call look worse. Um, because, like, bunching everybody up and turn around and handing it to a running back when you're going against a really good defensive line and everybody knows you're running it, doesn't work. And I think that's another thing. That that play call was frustrating, especially because even when Joe wasn't playing good, that you could tell by the AM defensive play calling, they were respecting Tennessee's pass game. They, yeah. they couldn't load the box every play. It was very very few few times that you saw Texas AM even have six guys in the box. They were having to respect Tennessee's pass game. Whether that was smart or not, and, and then you like, tell me. But the, the rollouts, he's not an he's not a very accurate quarterback at times. Yeah. So why are we like putting him on the run in like crucial situations? Yeah, fourth down play call I didn't love. It also clearly was a miscommunication too. On who? Yeah. Good I question. Think, I, but he went over to Dylan Sampson after that. I think Dylan Sampson has to cut that off. Like he has to in front of McCowan. Yeah. He he's gotta be like a little shallower. Yeah, a little maybe two yards instead of like seven. Yeah. Um but he also, right you got to throw that earlier. You've got to give your guys a chance on that play. It's fourth down. You got to give your guys yeah, a chance. Run out of bounds. Well, he threw that one. Yeah, but but not. He didn't give his guys a chance. Right. Yeah, just uh, not great decisions from him. But I think that's also. I think the play calling was not great yesterday. Yeah, for the most part, I think there was good play calling at times. But, but I mean, kind of like bounds, you said, the the wide receivers aren't. Aren't really helping. Like they're not getting separation. They're not. And they're not. I don't they're know not if that's play calling there. or that's just guys just not being able to meet beat man coverage. Um, I know that's difficult. Jalen Hyatt was able to do it. Cedric Tillman was able to do it. Brew McCoy was able to do it. Um, and I think Squirrel was able to do it at times. Yeah. Um, when when they get him on like where he can use that speed to get open. But on shorter routes, I feel like that's kind of hard for him to do, um, especially they're going to press him because he is – Right. He's gotten bigger, but he's still small. Yeah. And then Ramel Keaton isn't the fastest, but he gets behind people, but then we don't make a play. Um, and then, like, Chaz Nimrod, he gets behind somebody and you throw it up and he gets hit before the play and, and no flag. So, yeah, it's just 
a little bit of everything. Just the passing game in general is just not good. I would like to hear why Tennessee's not getting those penalties. Like, what are we doing to not get those? Because the same action from the DB, that backhand grab on Tennessee's front arm, is is it happened twice, no, no penalty. And I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I mean, the one in the end zone, I, I think it's – is it where Ramel stops? No, Ramel, it was early in the game, Ramel got grabbed, and then later on, Jazz Nimrod got grabbed. It was the same well, – There was one grab. in the end zone where somebody got hit before the, the ball. Oh, that was there. Nimrod. And that one – I don't love because the guy never turns, but I'm also, it's one of those bang, bang ones. That's probably like yeah. ball was arriving when he made a play, but he never turns his head. So that normally gets called that yeah. one. I'm not as upset about. Yeah. It, it, it looks worse on replay. Right. You slow right. Down. Yeah. But it is a bang, bang play. And I'm asking, my question is, is a lot of times you see that flag thrown and they say, well, there's the DB never turned his head. He wasn't playing the ball. That DB never finds the ball. He's yeah. just playing the receiver. But it is a little bit closer than – it's a lot closer than the other two. And then, dude, Texas A&M's – and it happens literally right after a no call on Tennessee. And then they gift a tight end with a PI where that's called uncatchable. Not, it was thrown three yards out of bounds, and he's halfway between the numbers and the, and the sideline. Yeah. It wasn't catchable in any planet. Just, uh, just really bad – Terrible. I mean, Landon Allen said that it needs more accountability. They do. And like th- th- some of these calls should have to be defended. We should hear why they weren't called or why they were called. Or yeah. just tell us what they were graded. Let us know what they were graded at. Put out yeah. their grades. Yeah, give us a tell let me football know focus you, score for yeah. them. <laughs> let me know if you think you did a good job. If you think they did a good mm-hmm. job. I would like to hear it. Yeah. I mean, we grade 18-year-olds. We can't grade grown men. If you're going to grade the kids, grade the adults. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What's their six month? What's their six six month review look like? I want to know. Yeah, it's uh, it's somehow getting worse every week. It's impressive. Um, we do have a question about. Um, can I can I vent one more time that this is a soft thing that I'm just angry about, but I want to vent about it. You're angry. You know when Josh or Josh Heupel, uh Joe Milton runs over that guy, yeah, and then he gets up, kind of going back and forth with those players. Mm-hmm. That one A and M player runs over after the play, bumps Joe Milton. At every other level of football, that happens to a quarterback. Flag comes out immediately. You don't think twice. Tennessee's massive six four, two hundred fifty pound quarterback. It doesn't get called. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, he like waits for him. Yeah, it's stupid. Also, I thought in real time the PI or PI uh, defensive the pat the roughing the passer. If I can talk on Max Johnson, which it didn't matter. They got a first down. It just got him closer to the end zone. Um, I uh, I guess they th- they said he hit him in the head or neck area. Scratch that. We're good. I don't know if he actually did, but I'm not gonna complain about it. Yeah, I think he kind of – like he had his hands up and it kind of came down. He didn't get him late was what I was going to say, but then I remembered they called it. Yeah. I couldn't hear him in the stadium say that because for some reason the speakers suck. Yeah. Well, I can't even stir the pearl, which I won't complain about, but everything else I'd like to hear. <laughs> uh, also, the A&M Yell Leaders, probably the most cringiest thing I've ever seen in my life. But also, credit to A&M fans. 
They were loud. They're pretty loud, yeah. They traveled well, too. Not when they did that weird stuff. Yeah. Which is funny. I'm like, when you guys just yell, you're infinitely louder. Yeah. You don't have to do the... A, G, G, I, E. Eagles. Is that what you spelled? Yeah, Eagles. (laughs) My favorite part is, too, is they run in the locker room with the team afterwards. I like to, in my mind, I like to think after a loss, all those players and they're pissed off. You you know, you probably had a water cooler thrown or something. And they get in there and they're like, all right, Aggies, pass it back. (laughs) It was a good game. Pass it back. Farmer's fight. Yeah, yeah, they're in there and it's like, who wants to carry me to the... (laughs) To the fountain. <laughs> we found a fountain in Knoxville. Come yeah. on. Come on, guys. It's not all bad. I just imagine all the players just like grabbing all of them after a loss and giving them swirlies. <laughs> That's what they do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that uh, D. Williams also broke the 12th man. Oh, Broken. Dude. I still have my 12th man talent. You know what's awesome about that? So there was a forget what it was. It was a punt, maybe, or a kickoff. Maybe it was a kickoff. Kick it through the back of the end zone. That number 12 runs to, like, Texas A&M and starts pumping them up after, like, they just kicked one through the back of the end zone. Like, it was just a touchback. Right, right. Pumped him up and then gets absolutely <laughs> annihilated. <laughs> Ankles still on the field. Yeah, gone. Um, also, he is a special teams captain. That guy is. Forgot well, his he's the 12th man. Yeah. He earned that. Gotta be. He earned that. Yeah. Which do you want to be the tw- do you want to be the twelfth man on a football team? There's yeah, only you- eleven on the field mm-hmm. in the town. Yeah, you're you're the first guy off the bench, Caleb. <laughs> or, the every first guy on, or the first guy on the bench. Yeah, that's that too. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um <laughs> hey, here's number twelve. Also, you will not be a starter at all this year. Congrats. <laughs> we want to give a big shout out to number 12. Yeah. He was almost good enough. Come yeah. on. Which Josh Pate, we're making fun of him because we played him this week. Shut up. I'll actually like Josh Pate, but that was a weird tangent to go on. Oh, I didn't even hear that. He was getting, he was like, do I think it's weird? Yeah. Am I going to make fun of it? No, because it's college football. And I was like, you just said it was weird. Yeah. Also, like, what else do you do? Yeah, I'm just going to, I mean, Okay, hand up. Overall, other than white, other than guys wearing all white on the sidelines and doing cheers, I think the weirdness of AM is good for college football. It makes college football unique. But I like making fun of it too. So Yeah, and also the uh, the people behind them as they're doing that weird chant. I think the weirdest part is the the I don't know, the guys dressed as we determined they were a part of the band, but we don't okay. know how. Okay. Wearing hard hats, whatever, with swords. Um, they're cadets, Landon. Cadets. Well, well they're, they're waving Junior around. Cadets. Waving around a white towel in the like at their waist in a motion like they're waving around their wiener. It's called a helicopter. Look it up. Oh yeah. <laughs> My wife was like, "You do that when you get out of the shower." I'm like, "Yeah, I do." Oh, so what are you? What are you getting onto them about? I mean, I don't guys do it in front dudes. of everybody. Just, I just do just, it in front of my wife. They're just guys being dudes. Yeah. I mean, it, but they're doing it like as like as other guys, guys are being dudes. Are, yeah, are cheering. Um, just a little strange to me. Oh, it's all weird. Yeah. And I love weird, but I'm going to make fun of weird too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Sue me. Don't sue me. I don't have any money. 
Got some. Uh, got a question from Ethan Cundiff. Said, uh, "Can you guys rank your top three defensive players so far this season? Uh, Minor Barron, James Pierce, and Kamal Hatton. James Pierce, probably because he's been, in my opinion, he seems to be the what you didn't have last year that you have now. I think I've got to put Aaron Beasley at number two. I don't know why." Okay. On one possession, we had him out for six six offensive plays. Or I guess six defensive plays in our scenario. And then we put him in just so we – I guess we want the bend don't break, and we thought Aaron Beasley would break – or would break them immediately. I don't know. But Aaron Beasley is crucial to that defense. Um, and our young guys are playing really good. I'm not taking away anything from them. But – Yeah, you just want to get – He stirs the drink. Yeah. And then, yeah, Kamal Hyden. Okay. I'll go James Pierce also. I don't know how you go away from that. Um, damn, that was pretty pretty on. I'll go a little bit different. I'll go Tyler Barron at number two. Um, and then I'll go Aaron Beasley at number three, and I think Kamal Hyden would probably be four. Um, yeah. Tyler Barron's played really well, and as I mentioned, he's kind of playing it in two different positions too, which has been – yeah, yeah, and I, I think what's making him, what's making both of those guys, James Pierce and himself, really good. I think they're both kind of competing to who gets that, that yeah. sack, sack title at the end of the year. Right. It's it's been nice to see him play opposite each other. Another guy that's kind of helped him is, is Roman Harrison's playing really well too on that opposite side of whichever of them when when yeah. he's in the game. Dominique Bailey played well. Um, yeah, and your just, interior line. It's hard not to put Amari Thomas in that top three. Honestly, I might, I might slide Aaron Beasley what? out of it. If what? Uh, I might put Amari Thomas in my top three. The havoc he wreaks is incredible. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy who's like, he he may not always get credited for tackles for loss or for tackles, but he's he's the reason that a running back's having to stop, cut back, whatever it may be. He's the reason a quarterback's having to move so much in the pocket. Amari Thomas is crucial to this defense. Yeah. I'd also go, <laughs> if we're going by uh, Fantasy football rules, um, D. Williams, because yeah. special teams is lumped together. It's fair. Um, I mean, he's he's one of the best weapons on Tennessee, and he only gets to touch the ball a couple times a game. Um, yeah, and I, I really thought, man, if we blocked anybody on that one kick return, I think after their last field goal, might have been a, a nice return. Because as soon as like you you could see that ball, I was like, this has got it. He's going to be able to return this. Like it's actually going to be returnable, and we just didn't touch his hole. Yeah. Yeah, he's a weapon for sure. Um, I don't know why teams keep kicking to him, but uh, please keep doing it. Thank you. Also, on the kickoff thing, I don't know if it's just me and my brother who notoriously have bad depth perception. Josh Turbyville's kicks look like they're going to land like the goal line or just pass it, and then they go out of the back of the end zone. It's so strange. Yeah. I don't know why they fly like that. Does it look like that to you sometimes? I thought it looked like – so when they kick it toward me in the north end, zone, yeah, that's where I get thrown off. Yeah, they it, look like they're going to land in like the goal line, and they just keep floating. Yeah, it's I was incredible. like, okay, he's going to return this one. Oh, never mind. Uh, the uh, recruits are going to hit the it. wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, he's. I mean, shout out to him too. He's been a. After that first game, he's he's been really good for Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Has he kicked, I, have we talked about this? Has he kicked one out of the stadium or out of the field of play yet? Mm, it's he's probably had some that are close. Yeah, I really want him to. I want to see that. I don't know if I've ever seen a Tennessee kicker do that. Charles, I've never seen anybody. Do. I don't I know mean, if I've ever seen anybody do that. All of our kickers are 
playing lines out. I mean, Charles Campbell missed that 51 yarder, but I did not like that. The wind yeah. was just nasty yesterday, man. Well, I mean, so we do that on like fourth and what two or three, and, yeah, then, and then fourth and seven, we go for it from, and it would have been a 47, 46 yard field goal. Yeah. Which I don't know if I would have loved that in that wind either. Now, I think Charles Campbell could have done a better job of giving it a chance to go in because that wind was – it was swirling a bit, but it was pretty consistently blowing left to right. And he he started that well right of where he needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he could have done a better job of giving it a chance. But, I mean, it's tough to kick that distance in that wind. Yeah. It's tough. Even if you had the leg for it. And he – I mean, it, it probably had the leg for it even in that wind. But – just tough. And then, I mean, A&M missed a 40-something yard field goal. 40, like, 5, 46. And his, the wind, as soon as it was off the foot, I was like, no good. And then the wind just kept kind of moving it over, and I was like, oh, stay out. <laughs> like, I started clapping as soon as it went up. I was like, yep, we're good. And then it just started slowly moving in. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> that would have sucked. Yeah. yeah. Great win for Tennessee. Um, again, I mean, this team is fun – ways to win in different ways. And I don't think with this team it's it's gonna be perfect. I think definitely with the the passing game as it as it stands right now, you're just not gonna blow out teams like you did last year very often. Um but I, I do think that has to get better if Tennessee has a chance to win nine yep. ten games. Absolutely. I agree. And Tuscaloosa is gonna be rocking because they are pissed. <laughs> and yep. I would be too. <laughs> Hundred percent. They're gonna try and play Dixieland Delight far too often. I mean, definitely. Like Arkansas was definitely a look ahead. Like they looked ahead to Tennessee. That's all that was. Okay. That's rap poison, Landon. Or were their Super Bowl? That's a <laughs> <laughs> that's rat. That's rat poison right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. That's. I mean, that's really. I mean, I'm sure I have a lot more, but that's all I can think of off the top. Oh, let me. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, one team was seven of fifteen on third down, and one team was five of fifteen on third down. Which one was which? I mean, I, the stats. Ah, uh, yeah. I know. You. Dylan, which one? He's not listening. No, he doesn't. He doesn't even care. <laughs> he only listens when he's in Idaho. <laughs> you know. Um. Yeah. Whatever. Well. Um. But yeah, I think I've hit all the points I wanted to hit, other than ask you that. But oh, we got something from Dylan. Okay. Wait for it, friend. Wait for it, folks. Oh, we did not have anything. <laughs> yeah. You didn't answer my question. Yeah, so he definitely does has no clue. <laughs> Tennessee was seven of fifteen on third down, which isn't great, but it's not five of fifteen, right? <laughs> also, time of possession. Did you see that for this game? Like I said, I credit to the coaching staff for saying we know what we got to do to have a chance to win this game. Tennessee. If they don't run a couple drives up tempo, they might have outpossessed A and M, which is strange. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, A and M had 30, 30 minutes and forty eight seconds of possession. Tennessee had twenty nine minutes and twelve seconds. Yeah, shout out to that defense. Oh, I mean, shout. Yeah, I, yes. I mean, that's what it all boils down to. But Josh Heupel can adapt. It's he's made it clear. I think that was a concern of some people. Mm-hmm. Well, and even the, like. Even they're like they only had 277 yards. The and was it Thomas for them that you know he mossed McDonald like twice. 
But those are like two like really big plays that were you know a hard catch to make. Right. Um, you take those away, you're looking at like two twenty five. Yeah. As total yards. Um, so yeah, again, shout out defense. Probably, probably less than that for total yards. Yeah. Take away those two catches. Yeah. Lo- loved every second of it. Um, again, those are, those are games that Tennessee loses a couple years ago. So this seems different. Um, and now it's Alabama. Bama hate week, baby. Hate them. And today is a uh, one year anniversary. So. Happy anniversary. Yeah, I wish it had fallen on a different week because I don't even care about last year right now. I'm I'm more focused on this beat Bama week. Yeah. So, personally. Per- I took it personal. Mm-hmm. Just business. <laughs> um, Guys who impressed real quick. I mean, I guess we kind of already said them. But, uh, James Pierce. James Pierce. Tyler Barron. Kamal Haddon. Mm-hmm. Jalen Wright. Elijah Herring, I'm trying to remember what big play he made early in the game. I think it was on a uh, – I mean, not that he didn't make other big plays. What about James was, Pierce and pass coverage? Yeah. Making a play on third down, making the tackle. I also like how upset AM was on their second-to-last drive about that dropped uh, screen pass. He was going to get obliterated. Oh, yeah. he, was gonna, he wasn't going to gain a yard. He might have lost a yard or two. Yeah, it was probably good that he dropped that. Right. Yeah. Clock would have just kept ticking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, smart decision by the running back. Yeah. Hit you and, then, the and they're pretty upset, too. I mean, Jimbo was pretty upset with Max Johnson, and CBS is pretty upset with Max Johnson on that little great play call, that little wheel route um, that he missed on. He had pressure. He had to throw it high. Mm. It was a third well, down, I believe, second down, second along. That one that uh, Joe tries to hit. Keaton on the corner route. Um, and there's like two guys there. I think Keaton kind of got some fingertips on it, but no. Squirrel, Squirrel White runs a wheel route and is butt naked. naked. Is butt naked. Well, I think Keaton scores if he keeps running. So, yeah. Very upsetting. I was like, I was like, Squirrel, Squirrel, Squirrel. And then he just chucks it. I was like, okay. Speaking of yelling squirrel, because people do that when they see him run out in the road, um, I definitely hit an opossum um, after leaving your house last night, and I cried for a minute. I tried to yeah. stop. I couldn't. I tried to swerve. I couldn't do anything. Did you know you left <laughs> left one of those coolers in the driveway? Oh shoot! I forgot about that. <laughs> I was like, I meant to empty them out and dump out the water, and then everybody started coming out to help, and so I got distracted. That's all good. Um... Are you mad that I left Bud Light just sitting on your driveway? People knew. Yeah. People saw I was, it. I was more mad about whoever put the uh, Yeti in the uh, garage just leaked everywhere. It leaked still? Was there ice still in there? Yeah, there was. Yeah. I mean, there was a puddle in my garage this morning. I dumped the water out. I thought the ice had already melted in it. No, you're good. Yeah, I don't like I. I don't yeti really did his job, <laughs> but well, not a yeti either. But yeah, no, whatever it was. Well, whoops. Um, college football. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really, I didn't really get to watch a whole lot of college football yesterday. I watched. Yeah, I didn't get to watch um, a ton. We watched that little bit. When we got back from 
eating, but 3.30 is a hard time to, uh, you know, you watch some of the noon games, but you're tailgating and, you know, you're talking to everybody. Kind of tough to, to watch those games. And then when you sit down and somebody asks you for something else, you got to get back up. But uh, shout out everybody who does my life. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then, like, after the game, you're like, I got to eat. Yep. So you Watch go about to close. Yeah, and then you get back and it's 9 o'clock and you got to watch some Pac-12 team. But who cares? But USC, USC sucks. Let's start that Very, one off. Verified. They're not good at all. The fact that they only dropped to what are they, ninth or eighteenth now? I think we're seventeenth in the AP poll, which is wild to me because Tennessee would beat the brakes off USC. All right, I like that take. I'm with it. Um, who's if you could rank the top five teams in the country, don't worry about record, just top five teams. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, what do you mean don't worry about record? Well, I mean, like, who are, who are the best five teams in college football right now? I guess record counts, but, like, if they've lost the game, you can still put – Right. Um, I don't I don't know. It's because it's hard because I'm like – I don't really truly believe it's North Carolina, but they've been one of the more impressive teams. Uh, but I mean, I think the top five is pretty dang close to like what it is right now. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Florida State, and Washington. I guess pretty close. Like you could flip a few of those. Yeah, I think people are like Penn I think Oregon's up there. Penn State's probably up there. Oregon's probably up there. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, North Carolina could you know I could hear some debates for them. Um, Alabama. Yeah, I I could definitely hear out Alabama. Uh, I was about to say even Texas, I could probably hear out. I think that as bad as they played against Oklahoma, um, like I don't – I would almost think they're still better than Oklahoma, like when the end all be all. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I you, you could argue Oklahoma up there. Um, man, I think the one I'm like least confident about that's in the top five right now is probably Ohio State. Yeah, I guess you find out this week. Don't they play yeah. Penn State? Is that the, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So – I think I think Washington's Washington's probably be number two, honestly. You think they're I get, better Michigan? I just have zero faith in Michigan. Off this year, just like because of Michigan, because of Michigan, but kind of like I don't think they have great quarterback play. Okay, and that's gonna that's gonna hurt them down the stretch. Like that's gonna hurt them against good teams. Yeah. They I haven't mean, played good teams. <laughs> like that's Yeah, they play like what one tough team all year and it's the last yeah. game of the season. Yeah. If they play Penn State and Ohio State, like uh, there's a scenario where they they lose two games in the regular season. Yeah, they play Penn State. Oh, they on, do play Penn State this year. Yeah, November eleventh. Okay. Then yeah, they could lose two games this this regular season. Yeah. They may be better than, than Penn State. Don't mishear that. I'm just saying, if you told me they went, they lost to regular season, I could believe it. Yeah, good God. East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana. Yeah, they've got a tough one there. <laughs> Big Ten really made it hard on them. 
Um, speaking of the Big Ten, not that it would have mattered, but Purdue's uh, kicker missed three field goals on Saturday oh. at like a quarter break TV timeout or something. They had a uh, a student come out and attempt to win a free car by kicking three field goals, and he went three for four. <laughs> he had like a time limit, and he had to make three field goals. One of them was long; it had to be like forty yards. Are we gonna? Um... God, who was that? Brodus, Derek Brodus, yeah. Who we pulled out of like a fraternity? He was on the team, but yeah. <laughs> um, wait, what? He was already on the team. He was a walk-on. He just didn't dress for that home game. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, they should for sure. Yeah, just pull him out of the stands. Um, I think that's what that Miami fan wants <laughs> to do. Is just like eventually making fun of him. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> What was the story there? He's like, you can make fun of him. I'm just kidding. I was just didn't oh, I don't know. I don't know the story. Oh, I thought you were saying that people were making fun of him, and then someone was like, he's doing it because his brother or something. It's like honor his brother. Oh, I didn't. I I don't know. Oh, I thought someone told me that. I might have just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> make it up an American American Idol song. Yeah, story. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, also, speaking of field goal kickers, I got redeemed this week. This guy, random South Carolina fan or something, Josh, uh, or against South Carolina game when Shane Beamer declined that delay a game when we were kicking a field goal. Mm-hmm. He, a South Carolina fan, claimed that he declined it because it's harder for a kicker to kick that up short, like that short of a field goal on the hashes. Tennessee attempted a field goal shorter than that one previously this week. <laughs> He, I was like, I, sure, it's a little bit easier, but not enough to take a delay a game just for shigs. Yeah, like, and for a left for a right footed kicker, the left hash doesn't really present problems. And uh, so I got redeemed. I know ball, especially I know kicking balls. There you go. Yeah, don't doubt me. Otherwise, wouldn't Josh Heupel take another delay a game and or any other offensive penalty that would back you up? I think like, we should just do that until we could punt it and down down it at the one. <laughs> yeah, we need touchdowns, baby. Yeah. What are these field goals people are doing? Yeah, I think that should be our offensive philosophy is <laughs> get it to oh, where you're... we can punt it and down it on the one so we can then have them punt it back to D. Williams. Okay, so similar to Neyland's style where he would often punt on non-third down scenarios or non-fourth down scenarios, you want to get it still you want to get it just enough into field position wise that Jackson Ross can down it on the one. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, does that count as not a third down conversion if you punt it to the other team? Or is that just like a push? What if you do it on second down? Then you definitely don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Then, yeah, it does. I think, I think if you get it into that scenario on first down, you don't want to risk losing or gaining yards. So you have to punt it. Okay. I, I'm all about taking a – let's take a shot on first down. If it doesn't okay. hit, then we punt it. Punt on second down? Yeah. Okay. I like that. Unless, like, you maybe you get second and short, and maybe you try to convert that. Um, That's risky. I think you just got to punt it because then it might be out of Jackson Ross's range to down it at that point. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Maybe we should just put D. Williams on offense. So, see what happens. That seems too easy. I like your strategy better. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) that Oregon Washington game that was fun to keep up with. I wish I'd gotten to watch all of it. That would be yeah. nice. 
What happened to the glory days of Pac-12 after dark, man? Yeah, well, that should that a was a beautiful, it's a beautiful 10 p.m. kickoff to happen. Yeah, why is that not a seven o'clock game? 10 p.m. It should be dark on the West Coast when they kick that game off. Yeah. That the, I should have seen the final at 2 a.m. That's on ESPN. Yeah. That's that's on them. It's garbage, man. Oh, all these other teams are going to different leagues. We've got to start showcasing them actually now. Ridiculous. Yeah, I, I might cancel my Disney Plus subscription just because of that. Out of protest? Yeah, it's Pat McAfee's fault. Cancel Pat McAfee. <laughs> yeah, or it's Desmond Howard yelling Phoenix energy. Big Phoenix energy. <laughs> yeah, big Phoenix energy over yeah, and over again. I think- and he put an emphasis on the X. Big Phoenix energy. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not saying penis. <laughs> yeah, we get it, buddy. It, you're you're saying like penis. I think that is Pat McAfee's fault. He made Desmond Howard like have to do something weird, and Desmond Howard's too weird to do weird stuff. Yeah. It's like it was very, it was very cringe worthy. I mean, like, wow. Tough scene for Des. Yeah. He and just like listened. he was trying to get a chant going, but it was so offbeat and like didn't make sense that everybody was just like, yeah. Go. That mascot definitely had no clue what was going on. Oh, yeah. He was like, he was like penis? <laughs> yeah, he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Are we cheering for this? Is that what we want? <laughs> we want big penis energy? Um, speaking of how bad Texas A&M is, Miami's worse. How did they lose to them? I don't know. Yeah, Miami is not good. I'm glad that ship has sailed. I'm tired of hearing about them. Um, I mean, th- that's what they do. They like they get hot in the summer. They get like all these recruits come here for NIL and all this, and then they have a few good games to get more people committed, and then they're just like, oh, well, pack it up. Let's uh, start recruiting again and forget about the season. I just remembered that one of my friends was really high on Mario Cristobal because – he had swag. So I got to find that real quick, get us a good screenshot and send that over to him. But hey, I'm glad they have swag. Yeah. Props to them. You got to have something. Mm-hmm. Is Duke still pretty good? They went 24 to 3. They're, they're, they're not bad. Better than I thought they'd be after the injury. They're ranked ahead of us. I don't love that. Yeah. Don't love that. Um, Oregon State beat UCLA 36-24. I mean, did Dabo Sweeney just not know how to use DJ Uyunglele? It's like he's playing well. Yeah. I mean, he's playing a lot better than he ever did at Clemson, and Clemson doesn't have hardly anybody. And I I would think in the the Pac-12 is a lot better conference than the ACC. I think he's been. I think it's just one of those benefits. I think Dabo's probably Dabo's obviously good enough. Like you've seen good quarterbacks come out of there, but it's just one of those things. Like for whatever reason, Dabo couldn't adjust to him. He couldn't adjust to Clemson. Like they. it's just a good change of scenery for him. Yeah. Um, also love that uh, this was a – everybody just kind of flip flop what they did last week. Like, um, 
Pittsburgh beat Louisville 38-21. Louisville beat the brakes off Notre Dame last week, and then Notre Dame just demolishes USC. So I'm going – I'm sorry. I'm reading this because I'm looking for it. I I think I'm the reason we lost to South Carolina last year. <laughs> Matt Art told me that we would lose to Florida, and I said we lose to USC Junior or Mizzou before Florida market. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot, aren't I? I was right. I was right, but I'm an idiot. Why did I say that? I mean, I know why I said it. That's Tennessee thing to do. Go take care of business and then lose one you shouldn't. <sighs> yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I've been a fan long enough, man. I know how these things go. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Zach Bunch says, if you can't win, why not be swagged out? Yeah. Um, but we did talk about Joe Milton probably doesn't need to have swag. Yeah. He gets too amped up and in the moment. He's got to settle back down. So maybe after he runs over somebody, maybe we have to, like, run the ball. Maybe don't let him throw one over the middle. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe they thought it was going to be an overthrow. Maybe he was trying to throw like a crossing route, like right over the linebackers, and it just sailed on him and hit that safety right in the chest. I don't know. What would you do if you were Mel Keaton? Would you go back to eighty or not, or stay with nine? One hundred percent. I would already. I would. I, I'm practicing at eighty this week. Yeah, I would. I'm at least more. I'm. 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 Pa- I'm practicing at eighty no matter what. Whatever I wear on game days, I'm at least practicing at eighty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama, not great. 24-21. Arkansas is a bad football team. Again, that was a look-ahead game to Tennessee because Super Bowl, but still. Yeah. <sighs> oh, Washington State. Number 19 team gets beat by Arizona 44-6. How does that happen? Uh, the same way Louisville lost to Pitt. <laughs> got dog stomped by Pitt. I don't know, man. I don't get college football is weird this year, and I love it. Like I love that college football is weird. It makes betting harder, but it's fun. Yeah. Well, then Oklahoma State's a bad football team. Loses South Alabama and Iowa State, and then beats Kansas State and Kansas back to back weeks. Yeah, I'm, I love it. I don't know. It's weird. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Well. Oh, Georgia. We forgot Georgia. Yeah, they just looked like Georgia sucked in the first half. And it's like it's it's crazy that they can just like turn it on. It's like, yeah. oh, it's Vanderbilt. I'm good. But like people are like, hey, you might get beat by Kentucky. <laughs> They're like, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I think whatever um whatever Kirby's saying at halftime, he should probably just start saying before the game. Yeah. Well, like, Kirby, like, couldn't convince them that they were an underdog to Vanderbilt. Like, there was, like, there was no one dumb enough in that locker room. And there's some dumb individuals looking at their driving records over the past couple months. (laughs) But none of them were dumb enough to think that they were an underdog to Vanderbilt. Right. That's all I got for. I think Florida State's still pretty good. What did we go? I went two and two. I went two, one, and one. 
Okay. First push of the year. What did Joe go? I don't know what Joe's picks were. I'll see if I can find them real quick. You all, the, I also don't know what your picks were from the previous week, so y'all need to update those and get on that. Dylan did. Okay. I honestly don't even know where it's at, if we're being completely honest. In the Google Doc. Yeah. You're the only one that doesn't have access to it. So who's in the wrong? I don't have access to it. You claim you don't know where it's at. You don't have access to it. But I've seen Dylan and Joe log into it. So they have Where access. Where is it at? In the Google Drive. The podcast Google Drive, where all the podcast stuff is. <laughs> I don't really know where that's at either. It's, in, it's, in, it's on Google, Landon. <laughs> I'll, I'll Google it and see if I can. Golly, dude. I was going to look up Joe's. I'm going to send you an email for it right now. Okay, yeah, just do that. I mean, God. He said Washington minus three. That was a push. Um, he said UNC minus three. That one. Florida, South Carolina over. That hit. Uh, he said Duke, NC State. What was that score? 24 to three. He wanted the over. Yeah, that didn't hit. You have access to it. Go to Google Docs. It's there. It says college football bets. So Joe also went to one and one. Congrats, Joe. So nobody separated themselves this way. <laughs> but so, I'm almost back to five hundred, so we're good. So what it what am I at? You I don't know because you haven't updated your thing. Oh. You are current I know you're before this what'd you say you went two and two? Yeah. Eighteen and Nine, eighteen and ten, I think. Okay, I think. Don't quote me on that. And Joe's a lot worse. No, I'm not a lot worse. He is eleven, twelve, thirteen, thirteen, and one. Is that right? I don't think enough. Eleven. He is twelve, thirteen, and one. Me and him are. That's all right. I'll figure it out. Okay. Y'all are close, right? You two? Yeah, actually, sorry. Okay. Let me do this real quick. Since you need to know right now, Landon. I'll just, I just like, I like to be in the know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but I'm giving you the information to do yourself. He is 14, 13, and one. So he's ahead by one game on me. Gotcha. Dylan's 22 um, and 6. So if you're not picking Dylan's, you're a moron. You would be making money this season. My first stupidity is going to be um, Shadur Sanders. Okay. Um, he, he did a, I don't know, the, he did a mer his merch shop link during halftime. He put up shop now, and it was during halftime of the Stanford game, and they end up losing an overtime. <laughs> well, I don't think he runs the Twitter account then, but yeah, that's still a bad look. Yeah, yeah, not not great to just drop that. Whoever's running that account, idiot. Yeah. Also, did you say stupidity? No, that was a fail. Okay. You don't have any most importance? Or are we just going straight to fails? I did say stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like in on it. Yeah. So, um, it took me a minute. 
I don't really. I haven't been on Twitter a lot this weekend. We had we had a long weekend. We did. Um, I do have Nick Saban. Um, he had something to say about KJ Jefferson. He said, "When a QB can make a college football player can make a major college football player and sling him off like a gnat on a cow's ass, that's one of the most impressive plays I've seen." Wow, what a! I'm, I'm, I think I'm fairly country and or like in tune with country sayings. I've never heard that before, but I kind of like it. So I'm gonna try to work that into my vocab, like a gnat, gnat on a cow's ass. Yeah. That's very fartness skillet esque. Maybe fly on a cow's ass. I might have heard that before. Fly on a horse's ass. I think he just made up his own though. Okay. But I like it. Yeah. I mean, you you see those cows' tails just, uh, you know, slapping. They're working man, they 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 work. It's kind of weird that they that they slap themselves. I think it's kind of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a mating call, or are they actually slapping gnats? Yeah, I'm pretty confident they're slapping, slapping gnats, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Flies, sorry. Yeah, not gnats. Um, I don't think I have anything else. Hmm. Uh, I'll go. I'll go to the tailgate. Um, rough for everybody. Had a wedding the night before, but getting to the tailgate, I know it was difficult, but we pulled through, and uh, we got it done. So shout out everybody. Yeah. Also, a shout out. Um, another most important, McAllen Castles having the awareness to uh, make that play after the tip ball. Um. Or shout out PlayCon for doing a basically a hook and ladder. Yes. In a, in a crucial moment of a football game. Yes. That was bold and I like it. Um all right, my fail, it's Mark Packard. Um tweeted a picture of Walter Nolan down. He deleted it, probably won't up own up to it ever, but he deleted a picture of Walter Nolan down, claimed him. He said, we've seen this before, or I think I've seen this before. So, and then deleted the tweet. Yikes. Maybe Who's just, that? Uh, Mark Packer, hmm. maybe just wait to see if a player's actually injured before boldly tweeting stuff like that. He looked like he was in a lot of pain, guessing it's a serious injury. Yeah, maybe just hold off next time. Yeah. Also, I hate that our fans claim that oh, the reason they boo players, even if they actually might be injured, is because of Ole Miss when our players do the same thing. Yeah, we do it on PATs. <laughs> we did it. We did it uh, Saturday night. It was when they were moving on their last drive of the game. Uh, they weren't subbing. We had a guy, I can't remember who it was, asked for a sub. Next play, he's down. Yeah. He gets subbed. I think he's – I mean – if if other teams are gonna do it, you got to. We it. might as well, yeah. But yeah. just quit booing injured. It is the most violent sport on the planet right now. Quit yeah. booing people when they're injured, right? Because most of the time they are actually injured. Now, when a player goes down, like obviously looks at the sideline and drops, I'm okay with it. But like, can we just be like we boo guys when they don't get up from plays? What yeah. are we doing? And then and then when they get carted off, then we stand up and clap for them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like what. 
so annoying. I mean, I guess these people just don't feel bad because, like, I did see someone owned up to it, and they're like, I booed him, and, you know, I shouldn't have done it. But I think most people are just like, nah, it's not, you know, it's not my fault that I booed him, which is an interesting take. But. Yeah. Um, also, most important, Eric Berry. Eric Berry. Ducked into the College Football Hall of Fame, and uh, good to have him back on campus. And also, uh, them briefly playing. Yeah. Swap Love the third boys. quarter song. Yeah. Also, I got bad news for everyone else. I change it. Um, I was in the stadium Saturday. Uh, it might not have been 100,000 people singing it. It was pretty dang close. That place yeah. loved it. That place ate it up, man. Yeah. We're eating out of the palm. Of, we're eating out of Garth's palm right now. They're not going to change it. Yeah. So, stop tweeting about it. Yeah, and you can't just like, oh, yeah, that, that was a bi-week topic for sure. They um, even played Revival, and it just didn't get the crowd going, man. It's too, it's too niche right now. Yeah. I, know, I don't disagree. It's a great song. Yeah. But Garth, man... He he covers all sectors of the universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, he was a rock star at one point under a different name. Like he's he's done it all. Yeah. What was his name when he was like an, a goth rock star? I don't know. His little side project. Hold on, I'm gonna have to look that up. Do you not know about this? I didn't know about that. No. He had an alter ego. It was Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. Yeah, he was a dark-haired Australian rock star. So is Garth Brooks on his real name? No, uh, I mean I doubtful, but Chris Gaines it neither. This is Chris Gaines, aka Garth Brooks. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that kind of makes me want to change it a little bit. <laughs> change the song. Well, we're not playing Chris Chris Gaines music. We should. <laughs> it's about like Spooky Rocky Top. We do Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines sings Spooky <laughs> Rocky Top. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's weird. I mean, Garth Brooks is weird, but... Yeah, he's a weird cat. Garth, give the family's closure. Tell them where the bodies are at. I, I do love how Eric Berry was honored and we won off, like, returning and um, defense. I think that is... That is nice. Poetic. Poetic, yeah. Art. I did uh I did want us to maybe let the announcer finish his spiel before we started the Eric Bear chant. That kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, it was like we couldn't wait anymore. It's like doing the U which I mean that spiel was way too long. But Yeah, he had he had a lot of accolades that he had to read off. Well, I mean, I feel like you know, you could have just simply gone with it. Like they had to talk about how Donde Plowman was down there. Yeah, I was like just just say Eric Berry's in the Hall of Fame. Everyone yeah. go effing nuts. Love her, but who cares? She shouldn't be mentioned in that. She's always on the field with somebody that's... Which I'm not complaining about. No, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, that was... was Honestly, we should get Donde Plowman t-shirts. I'm down. We are officially the Donde Plowman. Oh my god, I don't know. That's her fan section. Is it really? Yeah. That's no. what her fans are called, the plowmen. <laughs> you just made that up. <laughs> it's like the Swifties. It's the plowmen. <laughs> Farmers fight, Landon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to go well, but. Why? Sure. That's great. 
we're <laughs> kind of teetering on the the yell leader with the plowman. I don't, I don't think so at all. Or the cadets. We're this. just waving our our white. We're helicoptering with the plowman. I, I think you're absolutely wrong about this one. I think you. I think history is gonna be on my side. You know that was our trivia name, don't you? Oh, was it the Don the Donde Plowman? Yeah, yeah. Didn't do too hot that night, did no, it? No, we didn't. <laughs> we uh, we didn't show out for the chancellor there, but yeah. uh, next time, hey, well, there's always next time, man. Yeah, she got the the name, image, and likeness, but I don't know about the. Uh, it didn't work out too well. Check bounce, I guess. Well, that's all I got. Yeah, you got me anything too. else? Nah, man, it's been a fun week. Um, I'm excited for uh, excited for this week. I mean, third Saturday, October five and one, top twenty five matchup in Tuscaloosa. Doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, especially unless it was in Knoxville, that would probably be better. But well, I mean, yeah, but every other year, man, yep. can't have them all, unfortunately. Yep. We will um, we'll be back on Thursday this week, so uh, don't look for us on Wednesday again. We'll be back on Thursday uh, talking Alabama and all of their just horridness. I hate them. Definitely hate them. So uh, thanks again. Have a good week. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.